How's it going, everyone? Jeff Johnson and Jeff Linder from the Cedar Rapids Gazette here, and we are going to fire up our first Prep Hoops um, podcast of the season. We are past Christmas. Uh, it's called quick, Jeff, but we always say that, but um, it truly is. I mean, this is uh, things really start getting ratcheted up here, and um, you know, uh, all conference games pretty much here. Uh, some have already all been conference games, but uh, yeah, you know what uh, would have been maybe just your overall thoughts so far, especially on the girls' side here. Uh, you know, the first uh, month, uh, month and a half uh, of the season. Yeah, uh, it's uh, usually this time of the season. You look at uh, the standings, you think, "Boy, this team's really been a big surprise." Where did this team come from? There really hasn't been that this year. Uh, pretty much everybody that we thought was going to be really good is. Um, Northland's girls are outstanding. Uh, you know, they're beating people by about, I don't know, 40 points a game, 45, something like that. I think they put 97 up on Starmont on Tuesday night. They're really, really good. Um, MVC, uh, Xavier's good again. They, uh, had, a, they played a really, really good game, uh, on Tuesday and beat Liberty, uh, pretty decisively. I think it was 67, 43. Uh, they're really good again. I think they're going to just continue to get better. Uh, Iowa City West is good. Um, uh, Liberty's got a, you know, uh, despite the loss the other day, Liberty's got a nice team. Um, the Womack is great as always. Uh, Clear Creek, Benton, um, uh, Vinton in the West, Center Point Urbana is really good again. And the East, Solon's really good. Marion. Marion, uh, Mount Vernon's good. So, um, you know, like I said, I think just about everybody has pretty much played to form. There haven't been any real big disappointments either. Uh, what have you seen so far on the boys' side? Well, there's a lot of good basketball on 42nd Street. I'll tell you that. Um, Both Cedar Rapids Kennedy and and Cedar Rapids Xavier have been uh, great so far. and, you know, Kennedy, it was expected when you have, you know, the 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 players returning that it did. And, you know, great point guard uh, and Kenzie Reed, Colby Dolphin has become just a tremendous score uh, as an as a off guard. Um, they're, you know, seven and oh, and have literally rolled every team. They haven't really had uh, they, I guess they had one close game uh, against Cedar Falls that, that they won, I think, ended up winning by by about 10 or 11. But. I mean, that's a high-quality basketball team um, that I think has an opportunity to to win a state championship if, if things fall right and if they play well, honestly. And in 4A, and it won't be easy, you know, because you got your, your Waukee Northwest. You got straight-up Waukee with, with Omaha Bill U, the Iowa State recruit. And, um, you know, you've, you've got uh, all those powers in, in suburban Des Moines that are really good. And uh, But Kennedy's a legit team. This is uh, – uh, certainly the best team that John McCown's had and uh, since he's been there. And, um, you know, they're so deep. They can shoot it. Um, they've got some size, even though it's a little inexperienced. Um, you know, they, they can rotate many guys in and out. They play, you know, that, that scrappy, scrambling, you know, kind of trap defense that throws a lot of teams off. So certainly a legit team. And then, you know, you go down or, or up the street, depending on, on how you look at it with Cedar Rapids Xavier with 
sitting here at eight and zero as well. Um, so that's a surprise, at least to me. Um, maybe I should have saw it coming. You know, you, you always wonder, Jeff, with with the football, the long football season. They've got some football guys that that certainly play, but they also have their their two main guys, um, or you know, three of their starters are, are just basketball guys too, uh, including their their two best players in uh, Aiden Yamilkowski and, and Joe Bean. Uh, they're just basketball-only guys, so they they were ready to go right away. And, um, you know, team that, that plays very hard, uh, has, you know, some size, you know, in the middle uh, with a 6'9", six, 6'10", six, kid, and, and Nedelicki, um, who's really improved uh, here in his junior year. And, uh, you know, they, they've, they've beaten everybody that's, that uh, – you know, they've been scheduled against and not quite sure, Jeff, if, if the MVC is as strong as it has been in recent years. Honestly, I think when you look at it, you got, you know, Iowa City West is, is pretty good. Uh, maybe probably not a classically uh, great West team. Cedar Falls has already lost three games, lost to Waterloo East the other night. The big seniors undefeated. Haven't seen them, but, uh, you know, uh, like I said, power on 42nd Street and then, you know, uh, some of the other other clubs, like you said, that, that have kind of played to form, um, you know, so far, Northlands, uh, you know, not really missing a beat, even though they lost, uh, you know, uh, they, there are no Hilmers except just, just coaching this year. So uh, that's a, a very, very good basketball team and undefeated. And, uh, you know, yeah, so it goes. So. So Xavier and uh, Kennedy have already played on the girls' side. Uh, they obviously have not on the boys' side if uh, if they're still both undefeated. When when do they get together? It's late in the year. I'm going to effort that real quick because uh, I just looked at that. I want to say not till February sometime, um, maybe. And they only play once, which is unique. Um, you know, you would think that they would play twice, right, just because of the proximity and Mm-hmm. All that. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, very late. Second second to last game of the regular season for, for Xavier on uh, February 14th. So um, Wouldn't that be something if they were both still undefeated number one? <laughs> well, that point? That? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be a great that, story. That's great story. Uh, that's actually a game that probably could be played at Extreme Arena, and we'll segue there. Uh, you're going to be there Sunday. Sunday. Can you say that? For uh girl boy doubleheader between City High and West. Uh, I think it's four and five thirty. Um, you know, you're you're down there a lot for Heartlanders games. Uh, I imagine that'll be a really good environment for a basketball game. Just uh your thoughts about the uh, little hawks and the Trojans getting together on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I mean you've seen volleyball in there, obviously, and, and it works. Um It'll be a little, I mean, it'll be interesting, um, you know, how, how it works with basketball. I don't know if they ever, have they played a basketball game in there of any kind? I don't think so. Of any kind? I don't think so. so. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting how that, how that works out. But, you know, it's a nice, it's a neat stage, I think, Jeff, for, for those kids. And, um, you know, playing on a Sunday makes it even more special, uh, certainly because you are literally the only game in the state. Um, and it is four and five thirty, by the way, just, uh, just double checked on that. So, uh, you know, pretty neat deal. Uh, two big rivalry or rivals, you know, going at it. You know, you had the the thing at uh, at Kinnick, I guess, to start the football season with with Liberty and and City High, and and now you have this uh, on a little smaller stage. 
but uh, I think still pretty cool for, for both the boys and the girls. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I wonder if they'll put a curtain up and kind of shift the court away from the middle of the uh, the arena and kind of intimate it up a little bit, or if they'll just say, hey, we're going to we're going to have 5,000 seats available. I, my guess is that's probably what they'll do is that uh, everybody, you know, all seats would have uh, side angles to the court, but, uh, but I guess we'll see what that, that would be a really good place for substate games. Yeah. And you wonder if um, you wonder if that's possible, right? Yeah. I mean, we didn't have that last year. I don't believe anywhere around the state. Uh, I uh, did Sioux city have maybe, Maybe Tyson, Tyson Center had some. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I know there wasn't any. Obviously, in, in Cedar Rapids, which has has been a traditional thing, right? Uh, but yeah, that is a it's a perfect, pretty much a perfect size. Uh, you know, uh, I think not too big, not too small. So um, there's plenty of other things going on there. So <laughs> yeah. you know, a busy building uh, down there for college wrestling last week. So. Um, you know, they've certainly made use of, of that building. No, no question about that. So, uh, Jeff, um, wanted to talk about now that we've had some time with the shot clock officially in play. Um, from what I've seen, absolutely very, very few issues with, you know, reset, not resets or non resets and, and things like that. That has just not been a problem at all for me. Uh, from what I've seen, uh, what have you seen, and and how do you think, if at all, that has changed the game? Uh, you know, on the girls' side, I think the effect has been minimal. Um, certainly hasn't been a negative. Uh, you know, when we're you and I are at Wells Fargo here in seven, eight, nine weeks, I think we're going to be glad that we've got it because teams aren't going to be holding the ball with a two point lead with four minutes to go or first possession of overtime. Uh, I I have nothing bad to say about it. I've, I've seen no real snafus. Uh, there was one uh, close to the end of a shot clock at the end of the Kennedy Xavier girls game that, uh, you know, did they get it off? Did they not get it off? That was, I think it was a three-point game and Kennedy, or uh, Xavier made a shot uh, to make it five. Um, they, the official stopped and they huddled, um, did we get this right or not? And they did actually, we, we had the, we had a photo photographer at the game. And so we had photo evidence, we had the shot and, and the, the, uh, number of one still, uh, still on the clock above it. So that was kind of fortuitous on our account that, uh, that we had that, but, uh, um, I, I haven't seen anything bad. I think one project I'd like to do is at the end of the season, you know, compare points per game, compare shooting percentages, shoot yep. turnovers per game now against last year. I, I don't think we can really do it now because we're still only halfway through a season. Agreed. But um, I, I think then we'll know. And I think we're going to find out that it really hasn't made much of a difference. I, I think, uh, you know, I think it changes. Uh, I think it's smart as heck for teams to pick up a little bit more full court um, or even three-quarter court just to try, you know, that kills seconds off the shot clock for one. And I don't know. I, th I think uh, – does it be – do you think it behooves teams maybe then to drop into a zone? 
um, or not necessarily, you know, not necessarily, uh, if you know, I for, think that, you just, for that same reason. Yeah. I think you just got to be who you are. And, okay. uh, um, I don't think I'd change a lot defensively. I, I think we have seen a little bit more pressing and I think actually the shot clock gives the officials a better option to see, you know, it, are, are they at 25 seconds yet? Have, have we gotten to, to a 10 second call? I think, you know, there's a, a little bit of um, evidence there that uh, that they can use, uh, whether they've gotten to a 10 second call or not. I think I think we've actually seen a little bit of that. Um, but as far as playing defense, I I don't know. Uh, I don't think teams are changing their identity much around it. What, what have you uh, seen much of that on the boys' side? No, I I, I think that um, in, in talking to a couple coaches on the boys' side, they they feel like it rewards good defensive teams. Absolutely. Um, because I mean, you can, you go all out for 35 seconds and then the other team has to, has to shoot, uh, instead of, you know, maybe a more patient team discouragingly, maybe might hold the ball literally for a minute or, or whatever. And, and, you know, gives defense, your defense more of an opportunity to break down. Um, but I think, yeah, if you're a good defensive team, the shot clock is is uh, an advantage for you, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. without without a doubt. Um, so that's just one thing, and and it's you know I I think that's a great thing that we both need to do at the end of the season, Jeff, is look at how the how the field goal percentages changed, how the turnovers changed. Like you said, were there more points or were there less points? Um, mm-hmm. You know, average per game. So, uh, but yeah, it was a good thing. I think. To me, it was kind of a lot of to do about what it turned out to be nothing. <laughs> yeah, you know, I in a sense, in a sense, I was against it. I'll admit it, yeah, hundred percent. You know, same. and I changed, I changed my tune. Um, the only thing, you know, like you said, I mean, late, late in those games, you got to take shots, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, the the huge state tournament games. Uh, you know, we'll see how all that all that yeah. plays out. So, yeah, you know, there's kind of a, a card out there now for football. You know, when do you go for two? When do you when do you kneel? When do you run the ball? When can you still pass depending on timeouts and stuff? Now I wonder, you know, what's the situation? You're down six with a minute and a half to go. When when do you I, I'm sure a lot depends on who you're playing and stuff like that and how many, you know, what there is for um, for fouls. But, you know, when do you play defense? When do you foul? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm sure a lot of coaches have different philosophies on that. Um, I know it's not an NFHS rule yet. And uh, but I, I would like them to see I, I would like the uh, the women's basketball foul rule put in uh, where it's uh, at the college level. It's five fouls per quarter. And then once you get to five fouls per quarter, it's uh, it's two shots. There's no such thing as a one and one in women's basketball. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing that at the prep level, maybe going four fouls a quarter since there are only eight minutes uh, per quarter instead of 10 as there is in women's basketball. Um, do you have any feeling on that? That's <clears throat> that's that's interesting. I, um, I love the one and one. <laughs> I love the the extra pressure for what was seven, eighth, and ninth, three times at least, right? I hate um, it because I was a terrible free throw shooter. <laughs> there, well, there we go. There we go. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, that's just my feeling. But, you know, you like that in the, in the women's game and you think it's 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 I, popular? I really do. And, uh, you know, you, you've got to see it 
enough, but uh, yeah, I, I like it. What do you think? Um, do you think eventually will lead to halves instead of quarters, like some states do? Two halves, um, you know, sixteen minute halves. I, I don't know what. I I don't see a whole lot of difference. I I don't care. But there um, are some 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 yeah. schools that play in other states around yeah. here. Minnesota they, plays nine minute quarters, don't they? I believe that's correct. Yeah. Um, I think Wisconsin might play halves, if I remember correctly. Uh, might be wrong on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you see it a little bit, and you know, I've heard little you know coaches that do that, yeah. you know, kind of talk about. Um, how they they like the halves more than the quarters, but yeah. The one uh, thing I like about the women playing quarters instead of halves now at, at the college level is it's one less TV timeout per half. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure TV doesn't like that, but you well, know. that's too bad. <laughs> well, hey, you, who knows? We might get to the to the to the time and the age where you know, uh, okay, we need to take an internet timeout for yeah. streaming you know, at a high school level for yeah. NFHS or commercial or whatever mm-hmm. and that's that's one on. that's another thing i've really liked that the girls union has done for uh um with with iowa public television uh i guess it's called iowa pbs now but uh with them televising the the state finals they don't have tv timeouts it's just a normal normal game and uh you know that's worked out really well we don't have the the long drawn out uh state championships like they have on the boys side Man, you're you're making me bite my tongue right now, and I, <laughs> you know how much I love that. That you know, you play the same game literally all season long, and then you get the championship game, mm-hmm. and the whole timing of it is playing three it, three minute segments. It's uh, yeah, that's exactly, exactly. So, um, rankings wise, uh, you know, on the girls' side, uh, did they they had preseason? Did they have preseason the Union, they do. Yep. Union produces preseason, and now yep. you've had what four, four or five, um, four or five different lists. Yeah. Okay. okay. New one came out today. Okay. Um, you want to give us some some hot off the press information here? Yeah. Let me um, find it here. Sure. Um, while he's looking, I'll I'll just say that the, that the boys uh, uh, union produced this, its first um, rankings right, right before Christmas, and if you didn't know. Um, these are official. They're through the uh, association. Um, there are uh, two former coaches in each class and a, a media member and members of the association that uh, kind of all convene and um, come up with a consensus, one through ten in each class. Uh, and these will kind of be used as, as a sort of guide for helping them put together postseason brackets when, when it comes down to it. Uh, next, or this coming Monday, we'll have the second um, set of rankings from from the association and full disclosure, I'm on the 4A poll. So, uh, you know, and you, you see something you don't like, don't be nice, but, you know, let me know if we're, if we're way off, uh, way off base. Um, so so tell, kind of tell us about your role with that. Do you come up with your top 10 and then you add it all together or do you guys just sit and talk and, okay, here's, here's the, let's start at number one. Let's uh, talk about that. And then you just kind of go down the list or do you kind of blindly put in, not blindly, but you put in your own rankings and then everybody tabulates or how, how's that work? I would give the, the association, um, Todd Tharp, um, 
you know, Jared Chizik um, and and Chris Cuellar, uh load of credit because uh, we we zoom. Um, it and again, full disclosure, me and Justin Ole, the former Drake Bulldog, go Bulldogs, right, Jeff? Um, Absolutely. And Waukee coach uh, and Seamus buddy who you know did such a great job at North Scott for for all those years. That's that's the four A committee, and we got into the Zoom. Um, for the first meeting and the association had like 20 teams, uh, right. And, you know, they just kind of listed just, uh, off the cuff one through 20 had them listed. And then we talked about, um, amongst ourselves, you know, how do you feel about this? You know, uh, is this legit for this team? Is this legit? Is there somebody that we should bump up out of the, you know, off of the higher than 12 up into the top 10, and things like that. And the process probably took 20 minutes to a half hour or something like that. It was very easy. Um, it was very easy to come to a consensus. Um, you know, and we're giving access to, uh, you know, the video um, huddle uh, to watch any game we want. Um, you know, that might – replays of, of games and, and things like that. So – and uh, – you know, it's a good representation different parts of the state, obviously, as well. And uh, so it, I think it worked very, very well. You know, honestly, Jeff Forey's proven a lot easier than <laughs> 1A and yeah. 2A, uh, especially, you know, because you have that inner inner class thing. You have so mm-hmm. many more schools. But uh, I think it's a, it's a really good thing. And it's a good thing, um, you know, that the, uh, the list uh, also – the association provides the the latest AP poll uh, that we can use as a, any sort of reference we want, as well as uh, BC Moore. And I know uh, you're a fan. No, nah, and the what's on Gold Bound. Yeah, as well. yeah. Uh, they have I, all I think the information ready for you. Yeah. So, and then you, I'm sure you can you know look at head to head and all that kind of stuff that, too. And, exactly. And. You know, like I said, I, I think it's it's going to work out really well, and um, I think it's something that the association's really excited about. And uh, you know, we're doing our best. You know, there's no homerism or, or anything like that. Uh, so, and three uh, A wise, our friend Scott Unash is is the media guy there. So give him all the grief you want, even if you agree <laughs> with the rankings of three A. So, anyway, back to the girls. Uh, you know, tell us what you got. Uh, uh, rankings just moves into the uh, number one spot after actually Linmar beat uh, former number one Waterloo uh, West in double overtime the other day. I, I didn't uh, mention Linmar when we were talking earlier, but boy, they've had they've had some really good wins. They've beaten Iowa City West. They've beaten Waterloo West. They've beaten Xavier. Uh, they've had a couple kind of kind of goofy losses. They lost to Marion early. They lost to uh, to Prairie early. So. Uh, I think they're two lot two those two losses were by one point apiece. Then they got clobbered pretty good by Pleasant Valley. So uh, but anyway, uh Linmar's win over Warlu West on Tuesday moves Johnson into the number one spot. PV is two, West is three, uh Linmar 10, Iowa City West is 12, Liberty 15. Uh 4A Xavier has been, I think, uh wire, wire to now uh number one. They're the defending champ. Uh Let's see, Dallas Center Grimes, North Polk are two and three, Heelan four, Ballard five, Decor and, uh, and uh, Clear Creek and Manor six and seven, uh, Marion is 14. 
Uh, defending state champ, Esterville, Lincoln Central is number one in 3A. Uh, Benton Community is two, Solon's four. They play each other uh, tomorrow night at Solon. Nice. Uh, CPU is six, Vinton Shellsburg 10, Mount Vernon 11. Uh, 2A, uh, two-time defending state champ now. Dyke New Hartford is one. They're still undefeated. Uh, team they beat in the final last year, Central Lion is two. Uh, Cascade six, Regina seven. And that's it for the area there. And then uh, the two big giants in 1A from the last few years, uh, Garrigan and Noel Fonder, one and two, Northlands three. And uh, Elkader Central's eight. And then that's uh, that's it for the area there. What is uh, – why has Noel Fonda had such a, such a run here? They I mean, I... just got a system where they play a lot of kids and they run the heck out of you. They, can, they run, they can shoot. Uh, you know, they've kind of been, they've been kind of the one, a big wig since they went to five on five. And, wow. uh, it just, I don't have the number here, but the number of state appearances they've had since they, uh, you know, since they've been playing five on five, uh, with coach, coach Jungers, it's, uh, it's amazing what a small school, what a school that size, you know, their beds enrollment. It's not like they're a big one, a their enrollments about one, 100, 110, maybe, and, uh, you know, they're good at a lot of sports. They've been good at football. I don't know how good they've been at boys basketball. I know off and on they've been really good. Yeah, in the past. But yeah. that's, that's just a school that's uh, – they take their basketball seriously. <laughs> it's good. I mean, it's it's uh, it's good for me to see. I mean, we, and we talk about North Lynn as, as another example, both on the boys and the girls side. I mean, these are communities that aren't bedroom communities of big cities right. or they're not private schools uh mm-hmm. you know it's 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 good to see it to me it's uh i mean they're i don't you know and there's got obviously there's a reason for it i'm sure like you said the youth um yeah. start youth young and, and being getting them to be excited about about sports and basketball is is pretty important um so uh i wanted to maybe segue into uh, a little bit of your project uh, that i hope everybody read uh, over the Christmas break, where you uh, made your Jeff Linder's wish list for conferences and who should be in which conference. You did a lot of great work on that. You did a lot of work on that. Very yes. thorough um, and very impressive. Uh, you know, for those who didn't read it, and even for those who did, you know, kind of tell tell the folks uh, a little bit about you know, how you, how you went about doing this and, uh, you know, uh, how, how you came up with the teams where you want them. And, uh, you know, the association, the union, Hey, talk to this guy over here, you know, he's got everything all figured out for you. Yeah. That's not an association or union thing to change. I mean, if, if team, if people are going to make those changes, that's, uh, that's the schools. I mean, the schools that are, (laughs) Yeah. And, and actually the Waverly situation is kind of what got me going on this, uh, you know, is Waverly going to end up in the, the WOMAC? Are they going to end up in the MVC? Are they going to end up in the Alliance? Uh, they're going to end up in the Northeast Iowa conference for another year. And then, but only one more year. Um, you know, they, they would be an interesting fit in all of those. I know. Um, well, it's, it's no secret. The MVC doesn't want them. Uh, the WOMAC doesn't want them probably even worse. 
Uh, that leaves the Alliance. Uh, if the Alliance stays at 11 schools, I think Waverly would make a really nice addition to, to, for a, a six-team North and a six-team South. Uh, they'd go in with uh, Marshalltown and Fort Dodge and Mason City and uh, Waterloo East and Ames, which, you know, and Ames, I think, is kind of misplaced in that league, too. So and, w- w- and then with Ames, you know, I started thinking, well, let, let's not stop there. Let's let's just uh, let's just play with the whole state a little bit. And, uh, you know, some of the drastic changes I made were a 16 team alliance. Uh, I broke up the Missouri river conference, uh, sent the, uh, the council bluff schools in with the, uh, the Hawkeye 10 with the Harlands and Lewis centrals and, and those, and those schools. And then basically expanded the, uh, the Sioux city schools to, uh, I put Western Christian and unity Christian in there. And, uh, you know, some of those lakes conference schools, there's only five schools left in the lakes now. Uh, that's not much of a conference. I mean, there's some really good schools there, but, you know, uh, numerically, you, you can't survive with five schools. So I just did a lot of a lot of dominoes uh, fell and uh, got a lot of a lot of positive feedback with it. Um, I guess full disclosure, I'll throw the cat out of the bag. I did not do this in in what uh, I put out there for the, uh, you know, online. Uh, I'm not so sure that uh, an expanded or combined MVC and Mac isn't a good idea. I know you and I kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, uh, you know, there, there's some schools in the, in the Mac, a couple in the MVC that are starting to really struggle. Uh, two of them are here in town. And so what do you do? Uh, you know, it's Jefferson and Washington are having, a tr- are having trouble keeping up with the Iowa City schools, with Cedar Falls, with Kennedy, with Linmar. Uh, you know, the Davenport schools are having trouble keeping up. So, you know, one possible solution there would be, um, you know, whatever you want to call it, the Mississippi Valley Athletic Conference, um, you know, have an East division with, uh, I would say the four Dubuque schools, including Western Dubuque plus PV, Assumption, Bettendorf, North Scott, having a West with Cedar Falls, do you keep Waterloo West in there? Do you maybe send Waterloo West to the Alliance? Uh, I don't know. So Cedar Falls, at least, maybe Waterloo West. Uh, Kennedy, Prairie, Xavier, Linmar, Liberty, West, City. And then you come up with another division with Jeff and Wash. Uh, the three Davenports, Muscatine, Clinton, DeWitt. I don't know. Tell me what you think of that. I mean... Yeah. Throw darts at uh, it as you wish. I, I I was over at Jefferson the other night and talked to uh, multiple people um, uh, that I won't name, but um, one of them told me he didn't think um, Jefferson would ever come back, as he put it, uh, or he didn't see it um, as far as being competitive um and he was this is was somebody that's uh very familiar with the the middle schools uh over on that side of town and he said how that uh they've changed as well um and he uh you know he just didn't he was very skeptical that that uh you know jefferson would be able to compete in in most sports um 
in the current FEC and things like that. And then I talked to somebody else who, who said that, uh, you know, um, the Alliance might be a good fit eventually for, for Jefferson and maybe even Washington. Um, but the community, you know, uh, travel would be one, one question, obviously. Yeah, it's a long ways to Fort Dodge. Yes, uh, you know, and Des Moines, you know, you can get to Des Moines if you're really hoofing it in an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, uh, from Jefferson, you can get there pretty quick. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's, you know, you got to take, take the travel aspect into it and how that might affect kids. But how do you balance that with, you know, giving kids some kind of hope that they can compete um, when, you know, I don't don't know necessarily if they have that right now in in some sports, um, and you know obviously then kids won't go out because they don't want to be a part of that situation or they go elsewhere or what have you. So I don't know. Um, it is an interesting idea. I, I hadn't even thought of it, Jeff, until you just brought it up. That you know Washington, Jefferson, the the three Davenport public schools um, are kind of in the same boat, right? Clinton. Um, very similar, I think schools, um, you know, that way. So I don't know. Uh, and you know, like you mentioned, Clear Creek's coming in the Valley. Uh, I think, uh, it's just a matter of when, and I think it will comp- be able to compete mm-hmm. immediately. Um, uh, you know, it'll be, uh, you know, it'll be, a a high end school, uh, that way, I think. So, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, your roots are a lot deeper in Cedar Rapids than mine are. Do you think we're somewhere down the road, Cedar Rapids will become a two high school town again instead of three? Uh, that's a great question. Um, combine Wash and Jeff? <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but maybe just redraw the lines. Um, you know, I, I, I heard that maybe down the road, a new Kennedy might be built further yeah. West, yeah. Um, you know, may, maybe with the highway 100, um, you know, uh, somewhere in that area. And, you know, that people that are at Kennedy now wouldn't even, or, or people, if they change the lines that people would go to the new Kennedy, where the new Kennedy is would not be in the, in the, where the present. Right. Kennedy is, would not be in the future Kennedy district, if that okay. makes sense. That it would become probably more of a, a Palo, Hiawatha, you know, maybe the the road, the boundary line would be Edgewood Road or something like that. Um, but, you know, th- that's all, you know, whispers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then we, have, we have, then we have open enrollment for kids yeah. to go wherever they want, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And we uh, haven't even talked about that yet today is, is the, uh, you know, the, what the association came up with for football um, with, with the free and reduced lunch. I think that's a good step, um, but it's only a step yeah. because it's only football. And uh, it's, it, I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference, but um, you know, I don't know. There, there's, uh, there's a lot of inequity out there among, amongst the big schools and it's going to take somebody with a lot higher IQ than me and fix it. (laughs) So I, I I give, you know, you're right. We didn't talk about the football, um, uh, socioeconomic, uh, 
uh, equation that they're going to use, I guess. Um, being open, they're being open um, mm -hmm. about addressing, you know, what, you know, obviously has become uh, an issue. Uh, and I, I give them a lot of credit for that. Yeah. You know, um, will there ever be a perfect system? No. <laughs> yeah. But I think they're striving, people are striving to, um, trying to address the, the equity issue, um, you know, as you said, especially at the, at the big school level. So yeah. you um, didn't think you didn't, I'm sorry, Jeff, you didn't think, I mean, you, you did a lot of study on that, uh, the football thing. You don't think that that that's going to make a whole lot of change, at least as it is right, right now, the first year or two, uh, it's a start. Um, you know, I, I think Jefferson's still going to be in the big school class. Okay. Even with this, uh, it would move Washington down. Um, I think maybe the next step they need to do is make 5A smaller, you know, okay. maybe much smaller, maybe as few as 18 to 24 schools for football. Um, you know, I, I mean, you can't pick and choose who, who it would be. You'd still have to go by this formula, but, you know, the eight schools, the, the CIML schools are kicking tail right now. And, right. Um, you know, those schools should be in that. Um, other than that, I don't know, Cedar Falls, Kennedy, the Iowa City schools, PV, Bettendorf. You know, what do you do with the Dubuques? What do you do with the Sioux City schools? Um, I don't know. Um, maybe... <laughs> Maybe you have, maybe you keep 5A and have um, two divisions of 5A. I, I don't know. Um, that's, like I said, that's, do you have any good ideas? Because <laughs> I, I have ideas, but I don't know how many of them are good. You know, people, uh, there, there's some theories out there. How about um, a success equation? Um, like somebody, um like Xavier, uh, yeah. even though its enrollment is smaller, um, dominates in in four A. Uh, should it move up to to five A? Um, yeah, but then you're penalizing people for being good. You're right. You're right. Exactly right. And you know, it's kind of like the uh, English soccer, and I hate yeah. that. I hate that comparison. But you know, they got teams yeah. that fluctuate at, at mm -hmm. both ends, go up and down according to how they do. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, there's no perfect system. Yeah. It, uh, I'll put our, my high school to, uh, you know, I'll put that in that. I mean, two years when I was a sophomore, our, our basketball team was 20 and two. And by the time I was a senior, you know, my senior class, including me, was just wasn't very athletic. We went in two years, we went from 20 and two to one and 18 in basketball. You know, could you imagine us being up a class? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> a so, good bit in the tri rivers though don't you think north cedar or not necessarily yeah yeah they're competitive um, standpoint yeah i think so um you know they're they've got a lot of work to do in a lot of different sports north cedar does i did like one thing i i did with the, the river valley conference is uh cutting it in half and putting the uh big bend and eastern iowa hawkeye conference back in business i like that i like that Old school, baby. Old school. Yeah. That is that is a huge conference. <laughs> yeah. 
And most of the time. most of the big schools are in the North Division. So I think, you know, geographically and and culture wise, I think that would be a, a good split. Sure. Sure. I think I interrupted you. You were gonna say something earlier. I don't before remember. I dove into the football stuff. So. No, um, no, we were just talking about conferences. Um, you know, when when you looked through that, was there anything that that you really liked or really, really hated? No, I thought it was very, very well thought out. And a lot, it made sense. <laughs> uh, honestly, um, you know, I, I thought it was very well done, Jeff. Kudos, kudos on that. So, um, like I said, the gazette.com, if you didn't read it, um, it's a, it's in there. Um, just click on Jeff's uh, icon on the sports and, and uh, you'll be able to scroll down to it. So, uh, real quick, Iowa women. Uh, that's your other main beat here uh, this winter. What have you seen? Uh, another exciting game the other night against Illinois and a uh, high-scoring game and, yeah. and unfortunately a loss. So what have you seen from the Hawkeyes? Uh, they're a very entertaining team, like we knew they'd be. Um, they've got some flaws, like we thought they probably did. They're a lot like they were last year. Um, they're going to score a lot of points. They're going to draw a lot of fans. And, you know, how far can they go? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I I'm, I thought they were a little high at number four to start the season. Um, I'm on the AP committee, and I think I started them at eight or nine. And now they're kind of in the mid-teens, and uh, that's kind of the way they're playing right now. Um, when they're good, they're really good. Um, can they be really good for three days at the big 10 tournament or for four rounds in the NCAA to get to, uh, I think it's Dallas this year. I, I don't know. Uh, Caitlin Clark's a lot of fun to watch. Monica Sonano's, uh, you know, people like to say she's a walking bucket. I would prefer she say she's a really efficient inside player. Um, you know, the, they, they've got good pieces around them. Hannah Stolke's had a really nice start to her career at, at the, at the next level. And, uh, uh, I think she needs to play more and, uh, Gabby Marshall struggled and, uh, I think she needs to shoot better. So, um, I don't know. There were about, about eight weeks from big 10 tournament and they're going to be in the mix for the, for the regular season championship, I would think. And, uh, uh, they're going to have their hands full Saturday at Michigan. If they could win, if they could steal one on the road, that would, uh, that would be good. A lot of excitement for the women's program. Yeah. That's good to see, you know. Um, a lot of people go down to watch them. Yeah. Uh, they, they had 11,000 for the for the Purdue game at 8 o'clock on a, a Christmas break weeknight. And, uh, you know, that's great. It's it's a they're, – a, they're a good draw. I mean, they're, uh, you know, they're kids that you – if you're a fan that you could get behind and root for. Are the ticket prices the same as they are for the men's games? Any I'm idea? guessing not. I, I, they I, they have to be cheaper. I think. Uh, I don't know what I I don't know what the comparison is. Um, I don't know what the men are drawing, but uh, my guess is the women are probably pretty close to outdrawing them. Um, I think they're at about ten ten thousand a game. And wrestling too, <laughs> drawing yeah. well. Yeah. So. Very interesting. So, all right. Anything else you want to hit before we 
<laughs> no, um, this has been a good one. Uh, we've covered a lot of things. I'll be at right now. I'm thinking Vinton at Marion uh, girls on Friday. Um, okay. And then uh, next week, we'll see. How about yourself? Um, Xavier and Iowa City West, I think, tomorrow night. Down at Iowa City, a couple of teams that are ranked in their respective classes. It'll uh, be a good game. Yeah, should be. And then we'll uh, we'll be back down in uh, uh, the south end of the corridor on, on Sunday for City High and West uh, doubleheader. So um, I think, yeah. And then next week, who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a game at a time, I guess. Yeah, so. that's right. We're living one. We're living day to day. <laughs> All right, Jeff, thank you very much. For Jeff Lynn, this is Jeff Johnson. Hope you enjoyed. uh, We'll be doing this on a weekly basis, our our prep basketball uh, podcast here. uh, Also, obviously, talk uh, about some other things as well, Iowa women and and whatever else we can think of. So thanks for joining us this week, folks. We will uh, look at you again next week. Take care. Have a good weekend. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.